Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. We're going to reset. You can join us during the week on television. Fox Business named the show's Kudlow, and it runs 4 to 5 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday. And if you can't make it at 4, you can DVR us. And by the by, this show... You can get us on the Internet if you want to live stream us on the Internet. LarryCudlowShow.com, LarryCudlowShow.com. Runs all across the country, around the world, throughout the solar system, and the Milky Way. Don't forget that. So we're going to look at stocks for the next half hour. And it's not been a pretty picture. The Dow is off 781 points. NASDAQ off 354 the S&P 500 down 94, so it's about 2 to 3% decline pretty much across the board. Um, we're going to bring in our experts, Jim Urio, dear friend, director of TJM Institutional Services, one of Chicago's leading restaurateurs, and Pete Najarian. Co-founder of Market Rebellion, an option monster. And I know Pete very well from my days on another network, we'll just say. By the way, Jim Urio, my love, how is the restaurant story doing out there? You own a bunch of them out there in Chicago or the suburbs. How's that stuff doing? What's the economy look like? So the restaurants are still doing, the ones I talked to, um, the good ones are doing well. There have been some that have fallen off, and I think that people are changing their consumption patterns. We, we're we at a price point where we're like the affordable luxury. We're like, uh, you know, high-end pub food, and we're doing, I mean, we have a line out the door. I think that people are dialing down from going out to a place that's, you know, 150 bucks a person. Which I know you in New York was like 150 bucks a person. In Chicago, that's a lot, is what I meant to say. 150 <laughs> bucks a person is a lot for a meal. Oh, good. It, okay. it is. Yeah, it's a lot. Okay, it's good. A- but I think people are dialing back a bit. <laughs> but again, there's still liquidity that's been pushed into the system, and it's still people are paying for experiences more so than they were a few years ago. And when you think of all the the um, the consumption that's going to online for retail, the restaurant business is still the only place that's the social gathering now that malls are toast. So I think the restaurants are still doing okay so far. They use uh, gas-burning stoves in those restaurants? <laughs> no, we use fire, baby. <laughs> they're going to have to fry that. They're going to have to come and get them. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Pete Najarian, welcome back. Uh, what do you make of this market? Um, just as a general matter to oversimplify, which I love to do, uh, mm-hmm. you've got interest rates up and stock prices down. I was talking with John Carney of Breitbart about the mm-hmm. uh, pending 8% mortgage rate. I noticed the 10-year note has jumped up to 425. That's almost 100 bips higher than it was, I don't know, a couple of months ago. Um, mm-hmm. What are you seeing, Pete? What do you, what do you make of this story? Well, I think the, uh, the, the elevation of the 10-year is certainly something that slowed down the markets in a big way, and particularly the parts of the market, Larry, where we've seen the most movement. For instance, like in the semiconductors, if you just look over the last month or so, you look at the semiconductors, they're down anywhere between 8 and 10%. And mm. even names like NVIDIA, you know, and NVIDIA was the name that everybody says you've got to own, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. It was 480 not too terribly long ago, and it's given back a lot going into their earnings. Now, that, that might end up being something pretty good um, in terms of the setup for earnings. They, won't, they don't have to necessarily absolutely hit the perfect quarter the way I think they would have if the stock price were still where it was, but... I think you're exactly right. People turned and started selling, specifically those big NASDAQ stocks that were moving, based upon the 10-year, which a month ago was 375. August has been 4%. It's been sticky. You just mentioned it was 4.3 this week. That's extremely high, and we finished out at four and a quarter. We're still sticky and holding up here above 4%, and I think the longer that persists, we're going to see more selling in a lot of these levels, a lot of the different uh, sectors that have actually had the first half of the year very, very strong, but those are the ones that they're coming after right now. Yeah, I think that's an important point. If I'm not mistaken, if you go back several months earlier, the 10-year dropped to something like 335 or something like that. So it really, anyway, the move is substantial. You're suggesting that the 4% handle is here to stay, at least for a good while. And so, um, Jim, you've had a good year in stocks, but now there's this August swoon, and it is related to rates. So are these um, you know, negative conditions going to remain? Well, this is – we talked about this. First of all, Pete, I haven't talked to you in a couple of years. Pete's one of the best guys around. Thank you for having oh, me on. You, Good to talk to Pete. Um, I, I think that, that we're missing a little something here, too. So we, we screamed from October up to those highs on July 27th, and then we turned around. Now, there was a whole month where the VIX volatility index was trading under basically under 13.5%. We had just – we had wrote the, – the move had wrote its course. Now, the fundamental picture that Pete laid out is absolutely real. And the funny part about it is, is the irony is that the reason those, high, those long-end rates have gone higher, the reason we're in a bear steepener in uh, the yield curve is that it used to be that we were going to say that, well, the Fed's going to have to ease and ease aggressively in 2024. That's starting to come out of the market, and people believe rates are going to be higher for longer because they believe in this soft landing narrative. And I'm not sure I believe in that, but that's one of the reasons that the stock market is getting hit because if we're starting to now price in rates that are going to stay high for a long time, whereas just a month ago we were like, yeah, they're high now, but – Soon the, soon the uh, Fed's going to uh, panic and start to pump liquidity into the system. So that's why we're pulling markets back. But that's ironic, though, that we're saying that the economy, they're saying that the economy's better, and that's why stocks are getting hit, which I, I do think that's the story. And we said when Kenny Polkari and I both said on this show two weeks ago, mm-hmm. August is a bad month. Technically, this pattern looks terrible. I think we're due for a 10% correction. 
Can I answer your question? I don't remember what your question was. Sorry about that, Larry. No, no, that's. I'm just <laughs> looking for overview. So, let, uh, uh, Jim, you the ten year rate rise is because the economic news is better. Is that what you're suggesting? And that's so what we I'm know that. Yeah. We know. Okay. So, and we know the Fed doesn't like growth. So the market is now adjusting <laughs> all of its expectations. Is, so. That, I mean, is Jay Powell going to scare the hell out of everybody? Uh, I don't know when the meeting is in Jackson Hole. It's in a week or ten days. Is he going to just uh-huh. get up there and scare the hell out of everybody? I want both of you to weigh in on this. I'm not a big fan of Jay Powell. In my interview with Donald Trump this week, he said he would not reappoint Jay Powell if he were president. <laughs> but what's what's? I want both of you to weigh in. Jim, finish your thought on Powell, and then I want to get Pete. Yeah, I think that Powell is probably frustrated because he, he knows full well that there's going to be an uptick in inflation at the next one just due to base, base effects. He's probably frustrated that he hasn't caused the damage. A year ago at Jackson Hole, he swung a sledgehammer at us and gave that four-minute speech or whatever where he said, you are all going to experience pain or something like that. So I think there's a potential that he could smack us again, and the stocks are reflecting that too. Well, Pete, think of it this way, uh, one way to look at it. The Fed is jamming down inflation. They raised their target rates by 500 basis points plus. They are draining reserves. The balance sheet is starting to come down. It's off about a trillion now, uh, net, net. But the um, Atlanta Fed's uh, GDP now tracker is, I don't know what it is, it's 5% for the third Mm -hmm. quarter. All right? So that is, you know, you've got 1,000 Fed PhDs screaming at them probably because they want the economy to slow down, but it doesn't look like it's slowing down. So how does that play out? Yeah, that, that's a really interesting point, Larry. And, and when you when you consider this, they, you know, I think the biggest concern the Fed has had is they, their concern over the pace of what's going on from inflation. And, you know, mm-hmm. they I think they expected it to be something at a different pace than it is. And now if you just the other day with those meetings notes, you heard the word uncertainty come out, which we never want to hear, right? I mean, that's that's something. It's like your doctor saying, "Oh my," you know. You don't want to hear that. So it's it's one of those situations, I think, where you know we've we've crushed demand by lowering inflation, and that certainly has, especially in the housing market, is the greatest example. I heard earlier you were talking about that, mm-hmm. and you were talking about the the seven percent rates. Well. You know, all you've got to do is look over at the builders, and you can see they absolutely were ripping this year, Larry. They were one of those areas that absolutely nobody ever talked about them. But it was it was Lennar, it was Toll Brothers, it was D.R. Horton, all of them hitting new highs and now pulling back extremely fast because of the fact that these rates are, are out of control. And you're talking about 7%. Well, it's multiple decades since we've seen some of these. Yeah, last year, October, November, we we, we popped up for a moment, and then we gave it back. But we are at levels that will slow things down, and, and, and that is something that I think we need to pay attention to. And by the way, while that's slowing down, lumber prices are going up. So there's, there's a lot of different factors going in right now, depending on what part of the market you want to look at. But, Pete, housing is essential to the economy. I mean, its tentacles mm-hmm. reach everywhere in the economy. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if, if this mortgage rate uh, you know, puts the clamp, I mean, it looked like housing was stabilizing, yeah. at a low bottom, but nonetheless not getting worse. If you have a, a second bottom for housing, that's got to hurt the whole economy. 
Yeah, well, higher prices and higher rates, that's kind of the double double whammy, right? I mean, that, that's a problem. Inventories are down a little bit versus a year ago. Um, we're, they're, they're looking for ways that they can get around this, but I, I'm not sure how you do it. People are going to slow down, and they'll be on the sidelines when you've got 7% mortgage rates. That's just right. a fact that's going to happen, and that's the concern. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Jim Urio, Director of TJM Institutional Services, Pete Najarian, co-founder of Market Rebellion and Option Monster. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. NYC. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're talking stocks with Jim Urio, director of TJM Institutional Services, and Pete Najarian, co-founder of Market Rebellion and Option Monster. Uh, guys, during the break, I looked at two things. Um... I went back. GDP now from the Atlanta Fed for the third quarter is 5.8%. Right, now, I don't know if that'll hold, but that's just for the recent data. Then I looked at the commodity, the CRB stuff. So, Jim Murray, I'll start with you. Copper, steel, and lumber, very soft in the last month. You mentioned that. Uh, soybeans and wheat, also very soft on the ag side. Uh, oil, uh, maybe off the top, but oil, the recent thing looks pretty strong. So, uh, how strong is the economy? I mean, really? 5.8? It's kind of hard to believe. I, I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that they yeah. I don't, and again, that's a model, that Atlanta Fed now model is something that I've had some decent respect for over the years, but I don't know where it's gone astray right now. And to go from you know, just a couple of months ago saying, you know, recession's coming to 5.8%, I think is relatively ridiculous. Um, and I don't think that's going to happen. But the narrative is the narrative. You mentioned these commodities too, the copper. The story out of China is a bigger story than I think is getting right, uh, right. play. And right. I think there's going to be a time where that story is going to be almost going to come in and copper's going to have one more down move and then it's a buy. The oil thing is, oil's my, we talked about this two weeks, that's my big play. I need a settlement above 84 and a half before mm-hmm. I get long or any more long than I am. But the reason of that is that we, again, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, we were pricing in, um, you know, recession and a panic fed. Now all of a sudden we're pricing in higher rates for longer in an economy that's not going to go into recession, which again, the yield curve is still, it's, of course it's flattening. Or of course it's steepening. I get confused when it's so inverted, but uh, it's still fairly inverted. The, the market still says a recession's coming, so I think um, those commodities, oil, and eventually copper, are going to be the places to be. Hmm. Um, hmm. Yeah, but I, I still don't think we're going to be. I still think we're going into recession. I think it, it, it might follow through on that is from big, um, big liquidity injections from China and possibly from us at some point too. Well, Ed Hyman is the number one rated economist uh, on Wall Street is still believes the recession is coming. He, he said mm-hmm. things look he, he's thing, I mean he talks about the inverted yield curve a lot. Uh, I agree with him. 
the New York Fed model of the inverted yield curve, three-month bill to 10-year, shows uh, about a 65% chance, a 65% probability of recession in the next year, even though it may not look like it uh, right now. Pete Najarian, I want to go back to, you were talking about NVIDIA before, Mm -hmm. in the tech sector. Uh, If rates, I mean, I don't know if the 10-year is going higher or not, but if it went higher, will that drive down these techie stocks? I would think so, Larry, and, and the reason I say that is, you know, it, it's about what do you want from the standpoint of most of the people have been riding, I would say, many of the different semiconductor names, specifically AMD and probably NVIDIA and a couple other names, but they had a scorching run to the upside year to date, right? I mean, it's been absolutely incredible. But at some point, you, you want to take some of those chips off the table, so to speak, and I think that's what people started doing, and the second we started to get above that 4%, that's where NVIDIA started to really started to shake a little bit. So basically, the, the month of August, we've watched it go, from, like I said, 480 down towards the 430. So it's a pretty dramatic uh, 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 pullback already. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to have to have some pretty amazing earnings when they come out, because that's the, that's the focus, I think, this week. AI, semiconductors, we all know the different stocks there. Everybody talked about the Magnificent Six. I, I don't agree with that whole premise, but there are a lot of different names that I think contributed to this rally. But NVIDIA is certainly one of those names that we look to. So, um, you know, when you're trading somewhere north or thereabouts of about a 50 forward P.E., you've got to be pretty close to perfect. Uh, mm. And that's what I think we're looking at for their earnings. Now, they were they were just trading closer to a 70 P.E. when they were higher than they were now. And this thing's been a lot lower. But um, for one second, I would like to hit on that, that crude uh, move, movement that we've seen as well. And I only say that, Larry, because when you think about it, when you've got two OPEC cuts, a million barrels apiece, it made so much sense that July you'd finally see a major reaction, which is exactly what we've seen. And I think Jim's been on it, and I've been on it. And, you know, you were sitting there looking at crude oil. It hit for the third or fourth time right around 68, had that bounce, drove up to 84, back down now around 81. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we we test those levels that Jim was talking about somewhere north of 84. Um, I don't know why we wouldn't. We've got demand there, and certainly that's a big factor, especially when you've got a lot less uh, barrels coming into the market. Even with China, even with China on a, you know, in recession or whatever? I, I think so, because I think with, with China, you know, as you and I both know and all of us know, uh, that they are not what everybody thinks they are. We all think they're the U.S. They're not. These are they're communist not. countries, and, and they, do, they deal with things differently. So they will manipulate things just like they wanted to drop the, uh, the unemployment rate for the youth. I mean, uh, who does that? It's the craziest thing should, in the world, but that's China. We should, we should send a China uh, ch- uh, chart to Joe Biden and just say socialism <laughs> doesn't work. It does. Fellas, work. Thank you, Jim Urio and Pete Nigerian. Socialism doesn't work. I'm Kudlow. We're going to take a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk money and politics with Liz Peak and Steve Moore. Please stay with us, folks. The Fed 
big banks and the White House are pushing a digital dollar, and it could give the government the power to control your money. Please call 1-800-862-6970 for a free copy of a new report which outlines the digital threat to your wealth. The report is a courtesy of Priority Gold, now offering a $1,000 credit for the purchase of gold to protect your savings. Please call 1-800-862-6970. Go to digitaldollarreport.com. That's digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. Everyone is worried about holding on to their money. You've got questions, I've got answers. Inflation, the Fed, Washington, and yes, Wall Street all have their hand in your pocket. In the end, money touches everything. When Washington goes after your money, I'll pivot to the source, find out who's taking it, how much, and why. Do something about it. I'm David Nelson. Join me each week on the Money Runner podcast. I promise to cut through the noise and help up your game. You'll find the Money Runner on YouTube. 